moving to oneness. Nourishing curiosity. Embracing differences. Becoming one. enriched my heart. All of you know I love to see the sun and feel its energy on my skin, on my body, independent if it's warm outside or cool outside or cold outside or even hot. <laughs> and it is a little bit rejoicing or invigorating. And in a way, today is the 12th of December, right? A 12-12. It's a celebratory day and I'll talk about that a little bit. First, I would love to welcome you to the Moving to Oneness podcast. I'm Mylene, your host today. Yeah, 12-12. That's a fantastic number, right? If you add them together, you have 24 and we have 24 energy centers that if you do some old rituals like the eagle ritual, you have one gate for each day. And on the 12th, it's like halfway. And that is the day where, or the gate, where you come together to celebrate all beings existing in the material and non-material world come together to rejoice and to celebrate your uniqueness. And that's just a fantastic feeling. If you think about it, a day where we can be who we are and be celebrated. So how often do you celebrate yourself? How often do I celebrate myself? Right? Too often we go, 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 go. And we have visions, visions, and we want to get them materialized. And then we get unsettled because we can't get there fast enough. So today I, though, want to ask you to remember all the beautiful things you've done, especially this year, 21, 2021, right? What have you created? How have you changed? How have you materialized what you desired? How have you influenced others? How have you gifted others? Have you been there for others? Had an open ear for them? Or great advice? Or you blessed them with your presence? Did you laugh with them? Did you cry with them? Were you silent with them? Yeah? So celebrate also the little tiny steps you have taken. And that brought you more awareness, brought you new opportunity, made you feel more comfortable. Oh, when you have thirst for something, what is it when you're not thirsty anymore? <laughs> it 
Yeah, you're full. Let's put it this way. <laughs> If you're hungry for something, right? You're full. And I had to think about it. For us, it was the third advent. And it's funny, even though I'm not Christian, I think as a little girl already, fifth grade, I got out of Christianity. I didn't want to go to that time. You didn't have ethnic um, class, religious class, right? So you could stay home an hour longer. And that was more important for me, sleep. Sleep is still important for me. Yeah, so I stepped out of the church, knowing always there was something that didn't feel right for me. Already when I had these conversations of religion. But what I do love is the whole Christmas time. It is this coming together. And today is the third advent. I love candles. I found some great ones out of olive oil. They don't have these strong colors, but the scent is neutral, not scented. And I love that, you know, instead of the paraffin. But anyway, I just have my candles there and then some fir branches. I place that around. Very simple. I like that. It is coming together in Germany. I don't know if you know about it. We have this tradition of drinking a tea or a coffee maybe with some fruits, with some cookies, Christmas cookies now at the time. You can find them everywhere. Germans, we have so many Christmas cookies, all different ways, different forms, different flavors, different doughs, some really sweet with glaze, without, with marmalade. And maybe you have those in your regions too, or when you celebrate coming together. Yeah, that I love, you know, so that stayed within me. I don't know if it stayed within you, whatever you are, even though I'm shamanic by heart, right? Connected to nature. But bringing even in those needles into my house, I touch them every day. You know, I have them on the table, don't remove them. I can feel its wisdom. And the smiles that are on people's faces, um, when we come together or you can see that how happy people are we have in Germany also a lot of Christmas markets where people go out in the evening in the afternoon they eat there a little bit while standing around drinking Glühwein that's wine with some spices or fruit juice with some spices and there's a lot of laughter so these old traditions of coming together and celebrating are still here. And they probably lead up to the 21st, right? The 21st is so celebrated, the solstice, that the rituals or the festivity that belongs around it, right? Coming together from a lot of different directions to meet, to gather, to celebrate, And this is over and over. And why do people still celebrate and, and do this, right? Why doesn't it die? Like many other things died out. And this stays all over the world. And if you're in different countries, different religions, there are other celebratory days. They're so enrooted in 
the culture and those where we can have fun, where we can be together in a joyous way, they're still there. And I find that fascinating. And especially also those where there is a connection to nature or they have a root to nature, to the celebratory inclusiveness. Yeah, that's it. All right. I talked sometimes about the Zarza, a friend of mine, which come from a region in Turkey now, an old, old culture that celebrates with nature and nature. It's so important, the inclusiveness for them. And I think exactly that is within all of us. It's tucked in somewhere. And in a way, at this time, it's allowed to come out, not just when we eat Lebkuchen, or gingerbread, or I don't know, in the US, right, they make egg nuts, or the special foods we eat around Christmas. And also, why do we take more time in to prepare certain dishes? This is the fascinating thing. So there is a willingness, and that willingness comes because there's joy, or there's something within all of us that love to do that. So sometimes I think we should have more of this in life. Where we can we bring that back in? Yeah, not just rooted in the calendar year, dictated maybe by some cultures, but what is maybe your own family ritual or celebratory times? Yeah, think about it. And how can you bring that more in? Or the gifting uh, that just comes to mind these days that are, right? These 12, 12 days of Christmas. We have 12 hours in the uh, a.m., p.m., right? We have, oh God, I have to think about it. I know once, <laughs> many more, I forgot them. I really forgot them. I knew so many. I have an old radio show. I have to look up that under Sacred Sound Surprises where I had spoken about how the 12 and the 24, what I had spoken about at the beginning of the show, those are our 12 hours, uh, 24 hours, two times 12, that are so important and they give us so much information about ourselves. So in some tribes, they know that. And I would love to see that more in our world because when we are born, we're not really looked at. And in some cultures, some tribes, the child is born and then you're looked at and they understand what this child or what that just got born brings to the world. We're all seeking for our purpose, but they understand exactly who they are if they're, for example, a, a medium or they are a healer, medicine woman, the list goes on, right? They can see what gift is brought and even they're fine-tuned in, good in communication, with the birds or in communication with the star nations or communication with the trees, right? Or that they are good in symbols. And then they're put into certain societies, they're put in certain trainings or they have a support team or a group of 
people they can learn with and there's an exchange in their specialty. I have not received that. Parents are often surprised and wait to see what develops. If you're lucky, you had parents that um, fostered and supported whatever you loved to do. But some of us, right, or some of you, the parents dictated what you had to do in life, even in sports or with friends or in your profession or in your studies, in your travel. Yeah, there was not this connection to understand from really small on you are. And I don't know if you think about it, even now, let's get back to Christianity, where the kings come to see the child and gift gifts. This is a beautiful thing. If we go even further back than that, let's say let's go 10,000 years back or more, probably gifts were given to the child to support what they're all about. Because they all knew. And do we all know? Can you imagine how teachings would be different if the teachers would understand each child that is sitting in front of them? That is, you know, still, I still think it's rather sad. I remember I was in college. I'm now in my 50s. So when I was in 30 years ago in college, they knew that there are 32 different ways to learn, to take in information. And in schools, mostly 2% are only nourished by the way we teach, right? Lecture style. So you have to listen and learn or you have to memorize. Luckily, a little bit more experimental school has become. But in so many places, even the arts and, and sports are cut out that are so important to invigorate us or the children. So if you're a teacher, if you're someone who's in the field of education, what can we do now with this changing energies, with the changing life and implement it quicker? You know, the schooling system is such a heavy momentum. I mean, it's hard to crank something forward. We know how the brain functions. We have learned so many more things. Still not reflected. Takes too long. <laughs> That's my leanish. I know. I couldn't go. I don't want to go on. But do reflect on that and support your children. I invite you to listen to them, to see what they're about. When do they smile? On what topics? You can test that already through food, right? Ask them what they love to eat or if you give ideas what to be cooked the next few days. When do they laugh? Even with clothing, can your children choose? Or do you pick for them? They can't choose. From really young on, because they already know what is the best for them. So to open up to that, so we can again celebrate our own choices. So if I start doing it with me, I can start doing it with others or invite others to do it. And then I can let my child choose even what to eat or not eat. They know what is in their body, what feels good from a tiny being on already. They feel if it burns in their body or not. So open up, listen. And again, the same thing happens to elderly people. We just 
put something in their mouth. So many elderly people are not asked anymore what they want. We, we dictate their life. <laughs> they had so much life experiences. Invite them back in to share their wisdom and open up so they can still choose until the last breath. Until the last breath and the f between the first breath and the last breath, there's so much beauty. And we're all speaking the whole time about enlightenment. So this enlightenment has to happen every single second. We have to enlighten ourselves to see in what moment a flame burns the best, has the most air. Or when is it distinguished because of something is put over it? Too much air, not enough air, suffocated, right? And this will change this planet really quickly. And if I look at uh, the younger generation now that goes to marches, so many people are so judgmental about it. And I think, why aren't you happy that... They're speaking out, that they're going into action, into movement. So then there is a contra-movement, a contra-wave in a way. Because when they open up and do that, they invite others too. And in the first moment, probably, there is a movement backwards before it can be forward again. So take a look at this. And when you're here now together... Many cultures have now a celebratory time, right? Seasons of celebration. Open up a little further than normally. Become a little adventurous. Ask different questions to people that are sitting around you. You're eating, sharing your foods with. Put a little extra love into the food when you're cooking. Put yourself in a better mood when you're cooking. Put on good music, dance in the kitchen. Do you want to add some flowers or more plants in your kitchen? Do you have paintings or pictures that make you smile when you look at them? Are you cooking foods you love to eat? Or if you don't like them, you at least know whoever is eating them. You're really preparing this as a gift to make someone happy. So then you put so much love into those foods, dishes that you're cooking. Yeah, this is celebrating each other this is so beautiful it's so much love i feel that love in that when we celebrate each other and each time we come together then there's a higher vibration within each one because everyone was again able to open up a little bit more had more time to contemplate was freer in the thought process was freer in experimenting, was freer in sensing, right? How they respond. Or if something is a little happier than before, you know, there's maybe, ooh, why is it this way? But then they said, oh, that makes me a little happy. Then I can try something new that's inviting to exploration. Yeah, so celebrate the adventure. Celebrate what is coming and celebrate asking the question, 
How can I help you? What support do you need to do more what you love? Or also take the opportunity to ask and share, you know, share a little bit about what you desire and ask to be supported. And you'll know what each person can give if you have observed them really well and have tried to understand them, if you have listened deeply. You know what each person brings, what is their specialty, what do they love to do. And you can ask more precise questions of support, about support. And again, what happens if you do that, if I do that, observe another person more, if I fine-tune the question, if we become more precise, we hone in, this reflects back to me, that reflects back to you. We then can ask ourselves better and newer questions, right? It's like we give us ourselves permission, we give ourselves courage, you put yourself in a good mood to try Yeah, so think about the one, think about the number 12 and how you can play with it. If you think about it's one and two, that's three, right? There are many family structures that two and have one child. Or you have two two children and there's one parent. And there's the whole philosophy of the triangle, Right? The three corners that support each other. Three is also, you have the heavens above, you have earth below, and you in the middle are the mushkiki. You are the one that is bringing these two energies together in your body and extending it out into the world. Your ideas. Right? And if we wouldn't be connected with energy from above or the energy from below, and would let them go through a body, we would be flat like a pancake. <laughs> I don't know, today I'm always getting back to food. <laughs> I love to eat. I love to eat. I love to have parties, to invite people over to eat with me. I love trying dishes from other cultures. I love even dishes that I know to eat them and try them from other people because they prepare them different. They have a little something special they add. What do you love? Do you like trying different foods, different tastes? I love that when I was in Atlanta, I would go to so many different grocery stores. And I still do that here, but I'm missing a little bit of the vastness of ethnic food stores, grocery stores I had in Atlanta. That was a melting pot in Atlanta. Yeah. So how do you like to put things together and treat others and treat yourself? And this is fun. That is celebrating the joy within. And I don't know how often I said the word celebrating, but it's needed now. And it's now the time in the next eight years. We're exactly moving into this peaceful state. And so much change is coming and so much change is happening that concentrating on that, I think, will catapult us forward, catapult me forward. It'll, if you think about it, probably catapult you forward and the whole world. 
will go together in to this different time. And we don't know how it will unfold fully, right? Because we have not experienced it. But by being really, really open and wide and practicing now and inviting everyone to be more open, the way the way there, the energy can flow better. The path we take is with less stuff, obstacles, right? And it's easier to get up if you fall down. And there will people around you to lift you up or nature or the animals to support you. So this day 12-12 gives you a lot to think. And there's still the other 12 days, right? Of Or 12 hours or... God, we have the 12 signs, right? Astrology signs. There's so much more to it. So take some time when you hear my podcast today to reflect how this number is in your life and what it brings to you and how you feel, for example, when it's 12 o'clock at midnight or 12 o'clock during the day. Or when you come together with 12 people. You know, many rituals there are where 12 women come together, for example, and then you have one man or the other way around. So there are many fun ways to look at that. So I celebrate you for listening. I celebrate you for exploring more what is out in the world. And I celebrate myself that I've done again, <laughs> podcast, episode, and to bring out the wisdom that is dear to me to the world and to invite others to bring their wisdom out into the world and to invite you to bring your wisdom out into the world and share with me and others what you celebrate or what you decide to celebrate more now in your life. In our Facebook community, Moving to Oneness. Have a wonderful day. This is Mylene. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.